Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we are going to talk about what we've been playing featuring Alex's horror remake corner. And we're going to talk patch notes and maybe some other things amongst that in the patch notes other than E3 has been canceled. But before we get to all of that... The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows on the network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month. $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to JSK, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for their contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you could send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And, uh, yeah. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Not so much today. We're still, uh, we still have, uh, Horror Movie Yearbook is on a little bit of a, of a break, uh, due to the recent arrival in Tim's family, but, uh, Daddy Long Legs. Yes, Daddy Long Legs. Uh, we wish them well and, uh, hopefully, uh. I don't know if Willie and Nicky are planning to do anything, or I was considering figuring out a way to do a Midwest horror game nerds with Willie about Resident Evil Four if he picks it up. But uh, we'll see. That'd be we'll cool. See what we can what we can do there. Um, so yeah, sweet. Well then, let's cool. uh, let's jump right into what we've been playing. What are you playing on your Xbox, or on your PlayStation, or on your Nintendo Switch, what you've been playing? So I uh, have made some pretty serious progress in The Last of Us Part 2. That's what I've been playing. Uh, I'm not going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm really enjoying the game, actually. The shooting mechanics have definitely improved. It feels a lot better in Part 2. I haven't checked out the part one remake so i don't know if they've moved those mechanics over the part they one did yeah did they okay yep because it's kind of that's kind of the whole reason of doing it i think was to yeah make Re- them revamp that in a, to in a way make it more cohesive and experience is my understanding i mean it's not it and mind you i guess like i well i played through the left behind segment and then jumped right into part two. So there's not too much of a disconnect there. I, I didn't feel a huge disconnect. But um, so I've made it to the back half of the game. Uh, I th- yeah, I would say, yeah, back half. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe kind of approaching the two thirds, like end of the two, th- the second third of the game. If we're going to keep continuing with fractions for no reason. Um, but. So I'm not, I'm still not finding any quote unquote controversy uh, in anything that's happened other than a particular death that I saw at the halfway point Mm. that was, I was like not expecting that. And I was like, I was kind of, I guess just because I didn't notice the status of the character that was killed uh, earlier in the game. When she was shown earlier, I don't want to, I'm trying to not give away any spoilers. Mm. Uh, unless you guys don't care, I'll, I can spoil it. No, I, I think it's because there might be people playing through this because yeah. of the show. I, I think it's okay. We, sh- we should do a spoiler cast. Yeah, so we, we absolutely are going to do a spoiler cast. And uh, the spoiler cast should be separate from 
a side quest in a normal yeah. episode. I personally think because okay I feel like that. I feel like we can get into it a bit. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, it's I'm like I'm like hooked a hundred percent hooked on it now. Like I I'm loving every bit of it. I love the narrative. I love the way it feels when I'm playing it. Um, the stealth doesn't bother me as much, other than I think Brian's issues with the length of the game being too long in general is due to the fact that you're playing through large swaths of game where it's you crawling through grass like trying to murder all of the enemies around you because mm-hmm. there's not really any way to progress I mean you can you can theoretically progress through certain areas just either evading enemies completely or taking out minimal amounts of them but what fun is that? I want to murder everyone. So <laughs> when I get to an area where, uh, you know, I'm in a clearing of some sort and there's like a couple of buildings and there's enemies in both buildings and I've got to basically work my way around the clearing from one building to the other in order to get through to the next area, I find it, uh, I find it that I have a tendency to just kill everyone. Um, yeah. No, just just to avoid because I don't I am trying to avoid getting caught and then getting then murdered myself. So it's just easier to just take everyone out. Well, and my thing was typically I would get impatient about the stealthily trying to kill everybody. And so I would end up blowing my cover and then just being like, well, I guess I'll see if I can survive this massive firefight. Right. Just started. And in general, that's how it through. That's how I went after I got through the clearing I was in, and then I the next segment was me in more close quarters, where it's I'm basically between two dilapidated buildings essentially, and uh, there's patrols on both buildings. And as you end up like killing the patrol on one of the like if you kill any of the patrol on the first building, it they raise an alarm. Like there's kind of no way around it. There's no way to hide the body essentially if you kill one of the people. uh, What are they? uh, scars? No, seraphites. Seraphites, yeah. Are seraphites and scars the same thing? Or I think am I... so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, so you, you you know you're there's patrols of seraphites in these two buildings, and they're both buildings are missing like windows or walls. Yeah, to the windows, you know. <laughs> um, so either patrol can see through the buildings. So you you're trying to watch out for those patrols, and then you go and you take out one of the seraphites and then either the patrol on the other side sees you do it or the patrol on the side you're on sees you do it so it raises an alarm then they're searching for you so then you like run upstairs to the next floor and just kind of like hang out and take pot shots down on the guys that keep trying to come up the stairs because there's a hole in the floor yeah and then it's like it's like well all right whatever like i'll just kill everyone it doesn't matter at this point like yeah there's all yeah that's kind of how that that game always went for me but I, I'm I'm loving the game. I can't wait to finish it. I uh, unfortunately had a very uh, eventful weekend that wasn't entirely positive that I'm not going to get into. But there was there were some great points of the weekend. But there was a lot of dealing with things with the dogs that mm-hmm. uh, interrupted my gameplay and made things difficult. So Are I didn't get okay? to play much. Yeah, they're fine. Kevin is currently on a lot of antibiotics and things right now to help him out. But mm. um. Yeah, it was just, uh, 
he, yeah, he's on special dietary food, all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. It's uh, it's really not. It sucks, but he's good now. He's in much better shape today than he was all weekend. So that's good. But yeah, I uh, I just didn't have as as much time to play this weekend as I wanted to, and uh, so I didn't. But I'm hoping by this time next week I will have completed the rest of the game. Is my goal. And because I like to do the things that I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, well, uh, if hmm. I can put in two hours a night for the next three days, not not today, but tomorrow, Wednesday, <clears throat> and Thursday, yeah, I'm thinking four to six hours Friday, that's 12 hours plus, I can probably get another two hours in Saturday. Uh, before we have to do anything, so I can I can put in a, probably a solid, I'd say twelve to sixteen hours throughout the week into next Monday, um, which I think will get me pretty close to the end of the game, at least into like the last couple chapters, which I believe there's like an epilogue segment, if I'm remember correctly from looking at chapter lists and spoiling it for myself. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, there is. The epilogue is uh, not long, from what I recall. Yeah. Okay. The, the how long to beat says completionist 42 hours, main story 24 hours is where they put it at. So you'll be somewhere in there. Completionist, like, collecting every collectible kind of thing? Probably like, getting all of the all The trading of the cards and the coins. Yeah, and like, anything you need to do to get 100% and get the platinum is my assumption. Yeah, it, I mean, it feels like this back half of the game is moving faster, which, based off the chap- chapter list, there are fewer sub-chapters to each segment than there yeah. were for the first half of the game. So, that yeah, it's it's it. good. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to finish it, and then I, I can't wait to have a spoiler cast about it so we can really get, in, get into the in. nitty-gritty. And also talk about what season two might look like yes. of the TV show. So Yeah. Cool. All right, Brian, what you been playing? Um, speaking of trying to finish games, I did finally go back to playing God of War Ragnarok a little bit here and there. Made some progress. I feel like if if the time stamps on the saved games are any indicator, though, I've made not as much progress as I thought. I don't know. I feel like I can play the game for like an hour and a half and then my save game says I played 20 fucking minutes or something. Just <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't the, count it, time. Yeah, it doesn't give menus. hours. It gives you the time of day like like 8 p.m. like 8:34 p.m. Oh. No, Are you I sure think about it, that? I think it does think have it, an hour count. I think it There's has an it. hour count somewhere in the game for sure because I I I, I checked mine it, when I I'm talking manual saves. Beat it. Yeah. Which are probably I know are unnecessary, but I still do it. It's because it's there. It it's like why not? Yep. And then I can see how long I've been playing. Do you know what chapter you're on? Uh, no. What? Where what would mission? I find that? I don't. Whatever the mission name that I, that you're. I. Uh, all I can say. I mean, this game's been out long enough to where I can spoil things. I'm pretty sure. I mean, spoilers for God of War Ragnarok, probably the first couple hours of the game. (laughs) 
I, I, I'm not going to even get into specifics, but I'm just saying I, I completed a segment in like the world, I guess, where Freya is from when I was hanging out with her as a bird. And then she became a person again. Is that Vanaheim? Yeah, sure. That sounds familiar. You, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You, uh, you, you fought a, fought a lizard type thing. Yep. Yeah. That was the last thing I did. I really liked that boss fight. That was a fun boss fight. Um, no, that's good. You're like a third of the way through the game. All right. So I'll take it. Nice. Um, I have been chipping away at Marvel's Midnight Sun some more. Question, are you liking God of War or are you playing it out of Mm. obligation still? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm not, I'm liking like the world and I like the story, but I'm still not like vibing with the combat this time around. Did you swap the buttons? I did. I did that a long time ago. Okay, good. Because of playing, uh, you know, 80 to 90 hours of Elden Ring, I had to swap the dodge button. For sure. (laughs) But I think just... You know know what doesn't swap well is making that swap and then also going to the Dead Space remake. I was just using up all of my healing items even (laughs) because they're on circle and it's bad. But anyway. Oh, man. (sighs) Um... No, that's fair. The one thing that I will say, I don't know if I said this, but something that gave me perspective on how much of an improvement the game was, was actually booting up 2018 and sitting in it for like 10 minutes, fighting a little bit, looking at all the items and the bloat that's in the menu and all the different stuff that you could equip, uh, gave me a lot of perspective on how much the graphics have improved and how much the systems have changed and maybe how the flow of the combat does feel a little bit better, in my opinion. But I do feel like the combat for me didn't click until I was maybe like halfway through the game. So, Yeah, I remember being kind of slow to warm up to the combat in the first game, too. That's fair, yeah. Well, not the first, first God of War, but yeah. you know what I mean. 21st um, of the, yeah, 20. Yeah, first of the series. Um, but yeah, I do feel like the story is starting to pick up more now, which mm-hmm. is neat. And I'm curious to see where all of that goes. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what it is like with the combat. It just feels like a chore to me right now. I hear you. I do think there is something to something that I saw a lot of people when I was playing late game, something that I saw a lot of people doing that I never really considered was literally fighting hand to hand, like unequipping the blades of chaos and punching things to get their stagger up. Uh, I didn't know you could even do that. You pull the axe out and actually deal your damage when they're staggered. Oh. So that's that's something that I kind of wish I would have thought about more earlier. Um, So maybe consider that a little bit, because using your fists will literally build up the stagger meter faster for almost all of the enemies. Yeah, I, I guess that's part of the problem I'm having, is I 
play it. I've played it so sporadically that I haven't really gotten a feel or a grasp for like all the keywords like stagger and all that shit and what they really mean and how to build them up. I don't miss think the, the game block does thing a half good the time. Job of teaching any of that to you either. So. <laughs> I miss the block thing half the time just because I can't remember the difference between the yellow and the blue block. Yeah. <laughs> like which yeah. one means I'm supposed to hit it twice or once. Yeah. Oh, did you forget to pick that up off the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do actually have a shield, so I'm I'm able to block and parry and whatnot. But uh, I just suck at it. <laughs> So I turned the difficulty down, you know, just to make the game That's go good. quicker. There you go. Um, anyway. I haven't turned it down all the way yet, but I'm thinking about it. I did for one of the bosses because I was like, I'm not going to fight this guy more than twice because he's <laughs> he's very it was a very boring fight. Like, I didn't understand what the gimmick was with it. It was like the the like Viking bro before you get to the snake thing. He's just like a dude that seems to just block everything you fucking do. And the, and he's he just sucks. He was just really boring. I'm like, I don't wanna waste my fucking day. Oh, with he's this kind guy. of a he's like a big undead Viking kind of dude. Kinda. You have like a massive sword. Pro- I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't pay much attention to him. He was so me. forgettable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think his name started with a V. Oh. Okay, Viking, Viking bro. Me name. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) I do. I really appreciate the design of like the (laughs) the the worlds. Like it was, it was really cool. Just kind of going out onto this vista and seeing all these, I don't know, buffalo-like creatures Mm -hmm. roaming below and shit. And the time of day just changed, like, right on the spot. Um, it's very beautiful. Um, that's cool. But, uh, yeah. Guess I'll see where that goes. I'd love to say I could finish it by the time John finishes Last of Us Part 2, and we could do a double header. Oh, but, uh, there you go. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. You can do Yeah, anything. but then it's detracting time from the things that I'm enjoying more. Is the problem, <laughs> or the things I need to be doing that I don't enjoy, which well, take up most of my time right now? Listener Tom, please direct all of your inquiries to Brian on the Discord as to when the spoiler cast will happen. Um, yeah. On to Midnight Suns, though. I yeah. am actually more than halfway through that game, apparently. I just looked, and uh, that's story-wise. But I do, like, a lot of the side stuff. And I think there's a lot of side stuff that I'm actually kind of ahead on as far as, like, the solving mysteries on the grounds and exploring and stuff goes. Are you dating Wolverine yet? (laughs) No. I don't even have Wolverine in my party yet, but I'm pretty sure the next mission, story mission I do, will unlock him finally. Nice. Um, he's just but, a DLC. They didn't even like actually put him in the story. Is the name of the chapter just no? He's actually he is, is actually you know? a playable like he's a playable or selectable hero. For he's sure. on the cover, so I would fucking hope so. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but I mean, I already have ten, and you can only bring <laughs> You're halfway through the game, and you don't have Wolverine. 
That's just how the game's structured. You can't get him before that. I hope he's played by the original cartoon voice actor. (laughs) That would be Uh, sweet. Bob. Listen here, Bob. (laughs) The other four characters on the cover are already in the game. Well, except I think the middle one is technically your your player character, which can vary between male or female. No, that's magic, isn't it? No, it's not. She's blonde. There's also different covers, by the way. I think the Legendary Edition versus the other ones are different. Oh, I think I'm looking at the generic one. I don't know. It's on the How Long to Beat site. But, um... Anyways, that game is fun, still. Um, The only couple gripes I have with it is it was working totally fine for a long time. I never had any technical issues other than like some slowdowns that I could fix with shutting off ray tracing and stuff. But for some reason, the last couple days it's crashed like twice on me right at the end of a mission. So I had to go back, but fortunately it auto saves between turns and stuff. So it's not a huge deal. It's just a minor inconvenience. Um, but yeah, up until then, it never crashed for me, which, um, yeah. And then the other thing is, like, not at this point, halfway through the game, I'm getting so many cards for everybody, and you can have, your deck can only be, like, eight cards. But I there's enough different cards to where I wish I could have alternate decks for people, and you, there's no way to do that as far as I can tell. You just have to, like, swap the cards in and out manually. Maybe it unlocks in hour 75. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Somewhere after Wolverine, apparently. Yeah, Completionist says like 90 and a half hours. That's a big game. And I I do do a lot of the extra shit, or all the extra shit. So it's probably going to take me well over 90 hours, because there's some things that I failed. Let's see, that's kind of on par for like, fire emblem games which it's been yeah. compared to you know because yep. you do it all there's all of that like outside of battle stuff that is like mm-hmm. super important the re- the relationship building and, and maintenance and things like that um it's uh it's very it's a very interesting game to not have been made by a japanese company <laughs> well but like it's made by the XCOM guys and like the completionist yeah, fair, on those fair is enough. like 70-ish hours so it's kind of like it makes sense from that perspective but i was gonna say it's a good thing it's so long because we're never gonna get another one uh yeah that's it's the thing is like they're um it it just it strikes me as odd that they would take a franchise like this give it that treatment and make it so like inaccessible to the core audience of marvel you know like i feel like it doesn't quite it it wouldn't quite grasp though like the well, main Marvel fans, but maybe I, it does. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I kind of feel um, like that's why it's Midnight Suns. You know, like I did. I did hear uh, Jake Solomon was the director for the game who did recently depart for Axis after the game came out. Um, but he like. Marvel sat down with Axis and we're like, hey, we fucking love XCOM and XCOM Two. Like we love those games and we want you to make a marvel game and he was like 
I read the Midnight Suns comics back when I was a kid, and I want to make a Midnight Suns game. And they were like, that's fucking weird, but okay. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's the easiest way to get as many Marvel characters into a franchise as possible, which is probably what he liked about Midnight Suns, is it wasn't just X-Men, it's not just Avengers, it's not just Ghost Rider, it's not just well, Blade. Like, there's like kind more of- to it, like... They kind of blew up the roster a little bit. It, oh, like, yeah. There's not really that many. Like I don't think Wolverine is normal. Willie could come in here and school us on all of this because I know he's also a big Midnight Suns fan. But uh, it's it was generally meant to be like these are the like darker, like horror ish characters of the of the Marvel comics. So it's it's not right. like it wasn't the most accessible Marvel comic line, and it's not the most accessible Marvel comic game, and also it didn't sell that many copies because it's not either of those things so it's kind of like it's just it's crazy because like they like on triple click they were just talking about on the last episode i listened to how it's probably like actually their favorite game of last year yeah the more they play it they're like the more it feels like this should have been our favorite game of last year the more you play it the better it gets because the more cards you get the more interesting the gameplay gets and just spending time understanding like the synergy between some of the characters and stuff and their abilities. And like, uh, the the story gets pretty deep in a lot of ways. I mean, like the relationships between them all and stuff. Um, and the dialogue, like I've said many times, is just fucking hilarious. Like I just laugh out loud so much when I play this game because it's so like cheesy, but like purposely cheesy. Yeah, the the Tony Stark lines are always fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's that's the thing is like it, you know, it, you, like you said, the further you get into it, the better it gets. But for me, and and again, I'm I'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate as like a, a like a semi Marvel fanboy that like it's there's so many systems at play, it's hard to want to get further into it because there's it's just it's a lot. This game is a lot. You know, well, and there's I, no other way to put it. The after about is, ten hours, it it kind of levels off, I would say, and they don't start, they don't keep adding more and more shit. Like at that point, you've kind of got the gist of it, and then ten hours is a whole Last of Us game. I know, know? I'm, and but, so I think the Marvel fan base cuts pretty shallow and very wide, and the idea that like, you know you put Marvel on a thing and people are going to play it, even if it's not really like for access games are a particular flavor. And mm-hmm. so I think they kind of scoped the game a little weird in my opinion. Like this should have probably been like a $20, like 20 hour game. And then maybe it would have been a little bit like, Oh, this game found its audience because it was $20. We tightened up the, tightened up the gameplay loop and everything and then maybe we can go on to make something bigger but i don't know it just it's i'm glad it exists and i'm excited to actually play it at some point because i own it and i haven't even booted it up once yet but it's (laughs) it's a it's weird and it's awesome but it's weird (laughs) it's definitely weird but i think that's one of the things that has kept me interested too is like i had no idea who the fuck the Midnight Suns were, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of that whole Marvel storyline. Yeah. So that's cool to me because I'm sick of like, yeah, like the Marvel franchise has been 
fun and whatnot, but I'm kind of burnt out on a lot of it. And this is just like a totally different take on it, in my opinion. Yeah. And that keeps it kind of fresh. And, uh, but I, I also, I totally agree that I can see why that would make people bounce off of it too, because a lot of casual players would probably appreciate a lighter game that centered more on like the Avengers rather than, you know, the midnight suns plus a handful of Avengers. I mean, even that aside, like just the, the card game, like, you know, strategy aspect mechanic of playing the, like the battles is fun in and of itself. I don't need the other stuff. Like I'm completely content. Like this part of the reason I liked uh, Mario Rabbids was because the strategy, like the puzzle element of solving the battles was was more than enough fun for me to do. And this is this is a little bit different because you've got a deck of cards that is your abilities and moves and things like that. So like what I when I kept having my issues of the game crashing on me during the full motion videos and I had to like go back and keep replaying the same battle, it felt like a different battle every time because I was getting different card draws and I liked that. I thought it was fun. Mm. It was challenging. I think that's uh, the only it, way that like the RNG like you can't we talked about it in the past. There's no like 99% chance that's going to miss when you're fucking, you know, uh, yeah. Captain like America, you, you just, right? you may get a bad draw of cards and luckily it offers you the opportunity to draw, you know, you can exchange a card basically for a new draw. Like, and depending on the round, you can get additional ones or, you know, depending on how long the battle is, I guess, but it, it'll um, recycle your same deck once you go yeah. through it all. But it, it's, uh, like I would have been totally content with a game that's just that. And and maybe that's what I get out of Marvel Snap is that it's it's just stupid me doing that, like flicking my thumb and playing cards in a certain order that I receive them kind of thing. Uh there's still a puzzle element to playing that even. It's it's a little different, more different because uh the game pits you against people that are gonna just whoop your ass every fucking time. Um <laughs> fuck that game. Um but like I'm I'm content with that level of gameplay. The other stuff is cool that it's there, but I guess I kind of wish it was optional to do it and it doesn't feel optional. The exploring the ground stuff and whatnot, I feel like is largely optional. But I think it, I think it's a little fire emblemy. I think I think your problem John is the same as mine of like the FOMO of like well if I don't do all of the stuff that I don't really like doing then I might miss out on some of the stuff that I like like special cards or Well yeah, you will miss out on this. I, mean, yeah, I, exactly. I don't know if it's but like you can a, still play through the game. I don't know the if basic... it's like a memory thing but like how difficult would it have been to, to instead of having a limitation to how many ability cards you can have per character in the party but it was just unlimited and it pooled all of the cards together. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it, it would increase your RNG a little bit of what cards you pull. Like maybe you end up playing around where you get serious shit pulls every single time. You know what I mean? Like that would have been better than for me having to strategically piece together a deck. That's the one thing I always hated about magic. The gathering is making my own decks, mm -hmm. but when I played Magic, where I went out and bought a starter deck, and in the people I was playing with, we all bought starter decks. Nobody adjusted the decks. We played with what we were given, and that was it. And then you just learn how to play with that. Like I like that part of it. You Piecing together take, decks is a pain in the ass for me. You need to take your 
your enthusiasm for Fextra Life from Elden Ring and bring it into Midnight Suns. Because there's probably people out there who have done the work of, like, this deck is sick as shit and you should check it out in Midnight Suns. Or... You know, is is there an RNG to receiving some, new cards, or, yes, or is it? I'm sure see, that, there is. That's different, and that's one of the things I don't like about Marvel Snap is that even though I'm at the same rank as some of these other players, uh, they have better cards than me, and they always kick my ass. So literally, anytime somebody pulls a Wong card out, I leave. Like I leave the game. You so know, yeah, better like, cards honest, than you. You just got fucked by the RNG. But anyway, sorry. Brian, Midnight Suns doesn't have that many cards, though. You can play. Probably the first 20, 30 hours and use largely the same cards with like maybe a handful of other cards you can rotate into the mix. Like your main character gets the most amount of cards. So that that deck is most important as far as how you want to arrange it. Because you also have to make a choice between light and dark. Well, you don't actually have to make a choice, but you can make a choice, which affects the... Uh, if you want to min max, the game probably somewhat, right? yeah. yeah. Like, but um, the deck building really isn't that big of a part. I feel no, I I know. I'm just using that it's as an example of like uh, of being like a system that I don't necessarily care for. That I feel is kind of forced upon me as a player, and it's fine. It's what they want you to do. I get it. Like, I'm I'm probably gonna keep somehow like just kind of chiseling away at that game little by little, you know, until. Because I think they, f- I think it's actually deck verified now, um, and doesn't mm-hmm. have the FMV issues anymore. I'll have to go back and try and play it. But um, I did kick it on for a half second this weekend to kind of figure out where I left off because I do want to go back and continue playing it because it is a great game for the deck. Honestly, like card games, I think are perfect for that platform. That's just my opinion. But well, it's not the size of the deck; it's how you use it. <laughs> exactly. The card thing is only part of it, too. I mean. <laughs> That that's the that I think that's one of the things that took a while for me to click too is like or for for that to click with me is like that you have to use the environment and your moves and stuff very See, strategically. And that's again, that's another cool thing that I like about the battles is that it it adds an, a puzzle element to the to yeah. the battles. So like it's even if you don't that, um you may not have the right cards to do damage like directly, but you could indirectly do damage by knocking a character into an electrical power outlet or what, or you know what another I mean? Like, character. Yeah, it's like kind I, of the, I into like the that. breach into the breachiness yeah. of yes, 100%. setting up the yeah the moves that you want to make for sure. See, and and that's another game. Like I I suppose I should just buy it again on Steam so I can play it on my Steam Deck. But that's another game that would be awesome on the Steam Deck. Uh. And that game fucking rules anyways. And they, they just added more content to it, too, didn't they? Yeah, like they did. recently. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I bought that game a second time when I had a Switch because I wanted to play it on the go. It was perfect <laughs> yeah. on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. And it's on. It's available through Netflix if you have a Netflix subscription on your phone, I believe. Nice. That's how the mm. mobile version came out, I think. Too bad I don't have a computer in front of me to verify such words. Yeah, I believe you can. Uh, yes, it's in the Netflix games lineup, which works differently on iOS as compared to Android, I believe. So please check your local papers to figure out how <laughs> well, to do that. <laughs> that was a lot longer than I expected. I don't really feel the need to talk about my Call of Duty or Destiny experiences. 
So okay, let's move That's on. Fine. All right, it's time for my horror corner, which I don't have a bumper for, but. Uh, I have played more, after finishing God of War Ragnarok, I have played more Dead Space 2023, uh, which uh, continues to be very good, and um, it's, playing both this and the Resident Evil 4 remake has really, like, gotten me into something that I never did with these games, which is, like, I kind of want to replay through this game with the fully upgraded weapons, and just to just to really like tear shit apart with everything because right now it's kind of like oh i'm only with dead space if you carry all the weapons with you then you'll continue getting ammo for each of them and you'll have to keep cycling through them if you only keep the plasma cutter and like the assault rifle and the flamethrower in your inventory then you mostly just get ammo for those three items so it's kind of hard to want to go through with everything when you're like, oh, I only got four shots here and ten, ten shots over here. That's one thing that I, you know, kind of wish worked a little differently, but I think the whole, like, we want to stress you out by only giving you just enough ammo to deal with what we're going to put in front of you that they do in this game um, is kind of... That's, that's the game. That's what they... That's survival horror, really. So... I'm very much enjoying it. There are a lot of like new sequences that are um like zero gravity sequences. Um and they're interesting in some ways, but the monsters don't really like they're not so forgiving in zero gravity. Um they weren't really designed for that because they weren't in the original game either and they don't have anything special to kind of deploy on you at that point. So those those have been a little bit annoying or tough, but I, you know, for the most part, it's, I've gotten through them. Okay. But I'm about 80% of the way through it and I'm still very much enjoying it. And I, if anybody has had any sort of passing interest in dead space, or if you really like survival horror games and you want to play what like, you know, resident evil, would have been if they didn't go as actiony in Resident Evil 4. I think Dead Space is a really good version of that that people should check out. So Dead Space is is quite good. The remake is wonderful, and I'm curious to see how it will uh, if they will continue the series or if this is like a new remake spinoff. I don't know that I've seen anything story wise that has gone super different from the original, but. I don't know the original as well as I do like Resident Evil 2. So, um I'll probably need to like watch an explainer or something after I finish the game to be like what was actually different. But we'll see. If they do anything different. I don't know. Word. But uh Resident Evil 4 came out uh uh a little over a week ago or about a week ago, something like that. And um this is a game that I didn't think needed a remake. And uh for the most part I I still kind of believe that, but I'm still having a good time with it. Resident Evil 4 came out for the GameCube originally in like 2004 or 5, something like that. And uh it is it is the it is the prototypical like it made what third person shooters became uh 
from a perspective standpoint and kind of just some of the gameplay. The controls have obviously developed since then because it was still kind of weirdly one foot in the tank controls of the original Resident Evil games. Um, I did boot up the opening of the original game just to kind of play a little bit and understand a little bit of what changed in that respect. And the new one obviously controls much better. It controls a lot like the the newer Resident Evil remakes. But there is a little bit of like sluggishness to how Leon moves, which is weird. There's a little bit of a like ramp up to his speed that Willie had noticed we were talking about in the Discord a little bit. That makes it a little bit, like, it mostly just feels like it's artificially there to add to the stress of, like, I can't make my my character move exactly the way I want them to immediately because we're constantly throwing zombies at you and, you know, or not zombies, what are they called? Lost Plagueis. So, um, but, yeah, I I think largely Resident Evil 4, the original, is still very playable. But the visual upgrade is very good in this remake, and the fact that they do have some expectations that they play with from people who know the original game really well, I think would be something I would appreciate if I knew that game a little bit better, but honestly, I have not played it so much since I originally beat it for GameCube. Um, there's a There's a moment in the beginning where you're basically on a timer you need to survive for four minutes and they just keep throwing zombies at you and (laughs) you can climb in the original game you could climb to the top of a tower and just kind of hang out up there and pot shot them like john is doing in the last of us just shoot them off of the ladder and you'll be okay but in this one you climb up that tower and you like as soon as you move to pick up this herb that's on the ground there you fall through the floor and you're like oh i guess i can't do that anymore <laughs> and so i think there's a lot of instances where they play with your potential knowledge of the original game um that i think is fun and and interesting and and good um so that's been nice but I was getting my ass handed to me in that sequence, and I never remembered it being that difficult in the original game, but I do think the amount of time I've spent in Dead Space and Resident Evil 2 recently really like brought me back to the old school survival horror days of conserving ammo, but also like being able to put everything down and keep them down. And that's just not what Resident Evil 4 is. You have to be okay with shooting a dude in the kneecap to get him on the ground to be able to run away. Because there's no way that you can kill everything and just keep everything on the ground. Like, sometimes you'll kill a thing and it'll, like, start seizing on the ground and then the big, like, tentacle monster will pop out of its head and then you just have to kill it again. It just takes more bullets from you. See, that doesn't sound fun. I just want to kill everything. That's And that, you know, like, that might not be... This game might not be for you in that way, but I kind of appreciate that change between, you know, the, the survival horror of old of, like, resource management and, like you know, always trying to like replaying sequences to try and spend less ammo to get through a thing. I really enjoy, 
but there's also something to be said about like we're going to give you more ammo if you kill things but also we're going to give you more things to kill if you keep killing things <laughs> is kind of just an interesting it was an interesting readjustment and an interesting way to get you to deal with combat more instead of just avoiding things and i think that's kind of it's it, it was a very like needed shift in resident evil at the time and also just makes it so much more baffling as to how five and six took such a shit on the series because four was just like four is like a now a grandfather of third person action and yes you know i don't think a lot of people realize that in a lot of ways and um i I mean i remember i remember how revolutionary it seemed that like they would even change the mechanics of the original games like yeah to make four for sure no i mean that's the thing four was the first time they didn't do fixed camera angles or yeah you know and like pre-rendered backgrounds like that's where the change was for them and like I think probably walking into it, everybody was like, what the fuck are they thinking? But then it walked away like being maybe one of the best resident evil games and the father of so many other third person action games that ended up coming on like the 360 generation that like, it's hard not to appreciate what that game brought. And that can be completely lost upon people that are now picking up this remake and might just kind of be like, okay, this is a good one of these. So I think Mm -hmm. that it would be an important point for maybe people that don't realize that. But anyway, I am maybe like a third of the way into the game. I don't think I'm going to finish it because I want to play it in VR when they release the VR um, version of the game in the future. So I'm probably going to pause and and finish Dead Space, and then I honestly might break out Resident Evil 2 and try to get some of those, like, upgraded weapons and shit that you can unlock, because I feel like it would be a lot of fun to, like, run through that game with a Magnum that has infinite ammo, or, like, the rocket launcher, or whatever the hell you can get in that game, um, and just wreck shit, because... I don't think I've ever really done that in those games, other than maybe with, like, a Game Shark back on the PlayStation 1, but... You know... They do a good job of, like, giving you tasks to perform to unlock those things in these remakes. And so I think, I feel like I should have the Platinum Trophy for Resident Evil 2 on PS4 or PS5. Yeah. Um, so I might go back to do that. And I never checked out the PS5 patch for that game either. So that'll be a good time to to check out what they did there. So um, I was just Googling to, to see, um, like, when in relation to... Gears of War did Resident Evil 4 come out and it was almost two years apart yeah but I just I I think those two games set the bar for that over the shoulder third person gameplay for sure yeah and then Gears of War set the bar for like the uh, the the sticky cover shooter mechanics yeah hmm yeah no I think you're you're absolutely right there um I'd be curious to know uh you wouldn't you wouldn't have the division if it weren't for these two games. Like Gears of, so this is from the Wikipedia article. Gears of War was developed by Epic Games. Cliff Bozinski, who has previously worked on Epic's Unreal Tournament games, served as the series' lead game designer for the first three installments. He was inspired by gameplay elements from Resident Evil 4, Kill Switch, and Bionic Commando. So it's yeah, it's a direct line from yeah, one some to the straight other. Straight DNA, yeah, for sure. Yep. And that's you know, that's 
I don't know. It's it's just it's always very interesting to me to think about like what what the lineage is for some of this stuff. You know, Halo being the modern like left trigger, right trigger, first person shooter stuff on console is like that has been a lasting impact for video games in a lot of ways. I mean, that wasn't Halo actually. That's just controlled, but I think Call of Duty being the left trigger, right trigger is probably I yeah think, what was a- adding ADS for yep. sure. Yeah, the yep. ADS was huge, but like Halo was just that's what brought first person shooters beyond GoldenEye and into like outside of the like like gamer realm into like the college dorm. Like we're we don't have anything better to do on a Friday night as freshmen at college except uh, drink uh, Mountain Dew bottles filled with vodka and like do this <laughs> four player couch co op. Let's yeah. play some Halo. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I I think uh, it's it's always interesting to me to look back at that kind of stuff and and understand uh, try try to wrap your head around where it started and how it evolved from there is always very cool. There's probably a podcast idea in there somewhere, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe for an old old man who has too much time on his hands in uh, twenty twenty forty twenty fifty. <clears throat> We'll see. Uh, but anyway, that's about it for me in terms of what I've been playing. Uh, we should get to some patch notes before uh, we go here. So let's get this going. And now, patch notes with John, Brian, and Alex. So, IGN confirmed last week Rebecca Valentine was the first person to tweet out the news that then subsequently brought IGN's website to its knees for hours. Uh, E3 has been canceled. Yes, it is done. Um, Yeah, so about a year after announcing that the show would return, they have canceled the show. And it will not be returning. Uh, And it Basically, the the statement from uh, the uh, global VP of gaming at Reed Pop, the company that now owns E3. It was a it was uh, a short tweet. It was only six characters. It was JK space LOL. <laughs> he said this was a difficult decision because of all the effort that we and our partners had put toward making this event happen, but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. We appreciate and understand that inter- interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready that and that resourcing challenges made being at E3 this summer an obstacle that they couldn't overcome. For those who did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry that we can't put on the showcase that you deserve and that you come to expect from Reed Pop's event services. Um, and so, yeah, it says that Reed Pop and the ESA will continue to work uh, together on future E3 events. Um, but yeah, this happens after, I think, uh, the week prior, Ubisoft, who famously said, if there's an E3, we'll be there, decided not to come to E3 2023. So I think most of the people that, uh, that you would want to see at an E3 decided not to go. And, and this is, this is the end of E3 as we know it for sure. Or I guess it was a few years ago, honestly, at this point. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's sad to me. You know, I think we've had this eulogy a couple times, but it's, there's just, there was so much excitement around, like, it's the middle of summer vacation. I'm going to hear about all these new video games that are going to come out 
somewhere between now and five years from now. And if there's new hardware, that's cool too. Like I remember oh, I mean, sitting I, there. I used to on, look. I used to look forward to getting the magazines back yes. in the day from like Electronic Gaming Monthly or Game Informer or the PlayStation magazine, and then it's all the E3 special cover issue, blah, blah, blah. And I, mm-hmm. I was always excited to get those and read through them and see what's next, you know? Absolutely. So it, it definitely sucks that it's not happening, but I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping they'll figure out a way to make it work, you know? Yeah. I was trying yeah. to explain to Erica how big of a deal this was and, like, how it was It's almost like a holiday for gamers every year. Gamer Christmas was the uh, kind of pejorative, but also truth. Yeah, I mean, it w- we can always look forward to the various PAX events, you know, like those are fun and everything. I'd love to get back to PAX at some point, but my future is ruined. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or very bright. It's very bright for my children, but it, my personal future of doing things without them is very, very grim. <laughs> gotta get them into video games no i know also be very well, hurtful to your wallet <laughs> quick quick little sidebar here but eloisa keeps grabbing the steam deck and bringing it to me to like mm. play with and then mm. when i'm playing it she likes to like grab my thumbs and put them on the thumbsticks to make me move them around okay <laughs> so i think she, like it's starting like it's kind of working its way into her brain of like oh this thing does things when you do. move yeah, this is what this dad thing does. makes dad smile. Let's make yeah. dad happy. <laughs> right. Put, uh, put Aperture Desk Job on and have her play through that. Well, I was uh, trying to find, like, is there, like, a kid's game on Steam that's deck verified that'll work okay that maybe I could, like, sit down and have her play, but I mm. didn't spend enough time looking, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, this this is a this is a bummer. Like this is a, a real bummer. But again, we can look forward to things like packs. This is like what it's funny because like the the video game convention industry has kind of become um it's it's like the streamer wars, right? Where Netflix was like the king and then everybody was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't have just one, you know, w- like one stream stream service. Like Let's kind of. How about Everybody we all? Everybody wanted their finger. Let's in the take our content. Yeah, we want a little more of that pie. So like, we're gonna just start our own thing. And so now, like every Sony's got their, you know, Sony Directs or whatever. Nintendo's got Nintendo Direct. Microsoft has the Microsoft Directs. Ubisoft has Ubi Direct. Like every single one of them has their own little thing that they do now. And like that's great and all, but sometimes I just want it all in the same place. And that's what E3 was. It was the Netflix of video game stuff. But now that all the big networks have pulled out of Netflix, we're left with the packs where it's like a bunch of more indie stuff that's still pretty good, you know? Like there's all kinds of great stuff at packs. I'm not knocking it by any means, but like the the big names are the ones who are pushing some of the more crazy, you know, innovations and technology and things um, outside of like VR. I think you see a lot of indie stuff doing VR because VR is a a market that the indies can kind of shine in right now because the big wigs aren't really playing with it very much other yeah. than Capcom, uh, whose share prices were at an all time high as of this morning from what I was reading actually. Yeah. Um, the, the yeah, Resident Evil four remake was their biggest launch and uh, for, I think it was their biggest launch except for Resident Evil six. Yeah. Which 
it was baffling for some reason. But uh, yeah, no, Man. no, I think mm-hmm. what I'm just wondering, like, if they decide to keep going at the remake things, like, are they just gonna make a completely new game for five and six because they suck? The, I, I feel like they have to. Like, <laughs> there's part of me. There's there, there's part of me that wants them to do Resident Evil One like they've done these they've done two three and and four um, yeah just to that really make sense really finish out but they kind of really have always spoken of like you know we're fin I I was watching a video like a press video about Resident Evil Three remake not not uh, like last night and uh, they said we want we really felt like we needed to finish out this trilogy of remakes and i was like well uh that's it's been a while since that resident evil 1 remake so i think they could go there there's also strong rumors they might do code veronica and of course they they're about to finish out the new trilogy like they resident evil 9 is probably happening um because 8 did well and they're riding high on that stuff so they're still making new resident evils but the question of like where are we going with this remake because people are just eating these up i i, I want to know we'll see what they do some people want dino crisis you know we'll see what they do um but back on the uh on the news uh shortly after the news of uh you know e3 is over uh jeff Keeley's stock price went straight up to the sky because summer games fest is of course still going to happen uh june 8th 2023 uh on youtube uh but yeah i i feel like he's about to eat the lunch uh supposedly like konami was gearing up to make a big return to form at e3 if it were to happen so hopefully they just hop on over to jeff Keeley and be like hey let's do it all here and here's our metal gear remake and the seven silent hills that we announced a couple months ago and all that type of stuff but you know i think I think the democratization of of information being available by the internet slowly killed off E3 in a lot of ways, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Summer Games Fest and things of that nature start to kind of coalesce a little bit more and, and we figure out a way to kind of pull it all together for that kind of thing i mean he's been good with doing the tgas as well as like a forward-looking and a reward like an award ceremony and forward-looking stuff so you know i think there's still room for that but yeah you know it's it's sad that e3 kind of went out with a whimper after you know covid and everything that's happening with that right now so Poor one out for E3. Mm-hmm. Poor now. Anyway. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I'll mention it briefly. There was a 10-minute gameplay demo for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. People should check it out if they were interested in that. Uh, it looks really cool to me. Like, it looks very Minecraft in a lot of ways, which is strange. Uh, and... But at the same time, you saw people putting those, like, weird balloon things from Breath of the Wild on, like, different pieces of wood to, like, fly in the sky and that type of stuff. Wasn't really anything you were required to do in that game, but you could do it. And it feels like they looked at that and were like, we're going to make a lot of mechanics around that stuff. Link has new powers to, like, 
glue together items in order to make a raft and like there's these mechanical type enemies that have fans that you can take off of them and place on this raft to like blow it across the water it has like a battery that will like recharge if you turn it off that kind of thing um it looks pretty crazy and i kind of am ready for it in a way that I'm not normally, I don't normally do like the survival-y kind of games of like, we're going to craft things together. This one looks pretty good. The Zelda guys over it all kind of works for me. Um, and they also showed like with the weapon durability stuff, you can kind of work around now because you can literally pick up a stick and a boulder and put them together and use it as a hammer. And there That's you go. That's cool. You, can, you make your weapons if you want to. You can take a pitchfork and attach it to the end of like a long stick so that you have like a massively long pitchfork and you can just poke guys from really far away. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's that sounds get, like my style. I don't want to get close to those stupid enemies. How, yeah. how long of a stick can you use? <laughs> it, it was really long. Like it's like longer than a pool cue kind of like you know, pitchfork. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. Thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see the crazy shit that people make with this game. I feel like there's going to be insane speed runs at summer games done quick. And I feel like it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun to see the types of creations that people can make with the tools that they have. Yeah, so I can't wait for someone to finish the game in like 20 minutes in the, on the first day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. There's going to be something. Somebody's like, Oh yeah, the bread, the map is pretty similar to Beth of the wild. I just did this and here we go. But you know, yeah, we'll see what they're, able to do with it uh they didn't reveal too much about the story but uh it's that's fine i don't need to know anything but it is cool to see like if you guys have seen the trailers the the like weird vehicle things that you saw in the trailer are not like pre-made vehicles they're they're vehicles that were made using the tools to like glue stuff together randomly and make your own vehicle so it sounds like they put a lot of their time into actually developing the tool set rather than you know of this kind of immersive zelda game in a lot of ways uh rather than uh you know sitting there and fine-tuning the experience for specific abilities and things like that so i'm i'm excited to see it it's coming in a little over a month at this point uh may may 12th i believe is the date so zelda tears of the kingdom coming soonish but yeah that's it there was also real quick because I don't think we touched on it last time because it happened afterwards. But the Unreal State of Unreal happened as well, mm. and they announced uh, they showed off a bunch of new Unreal demos, which are fucking crazy uh, to see Unreal Engine Five doing its thing. Um, but they also announced the Unreal um, Fortnite creative thing. What's yeah. it called? It's Unreal, Unreal, Unreal editor, editor for Fortnite. For Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fortnite Roblox, I believe, is the colloquial term. With uh, more restrictions, I think, in yeah. some ways. Like, they're not going to make you... Or they're not going to let you uh, put content out there that breaks laws and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't think anybody intends for that to happen, but... Those who aren't familiar, I mean, it basically has... Yeah, it's it's like Roblox for Fortnite, and you can build your own projects and things within the Fortnite ecosystem. And like even using monetize off of it as well, I believe, is the yeah. idea that like creators in this system that make th- make content for the game can figure out a way to share revenue with with Epic in, mm-hmm. in creating stuff with the 
Unreal Engine in in their game, a very ubiquitous and and obviously you know highly uh, used engine. Uh, something that people have learned and picked up uh, yeah, on their own. It says right here, the Creator Economy 2.0 developers that publish islands can also benefit from the success of Fortnite. Announced at GDC, Creator Economy 2.0 includes engagement payouts, a new way for eligible island creators to receive money based on engagement with their published island content. Engagement payouts proportionally distribute 40% of the net revenue from Fortnite's item shop and most real money Fortnite purchases to the creators of eligible islands and experiences both islands from independent creators and epics owned such as battle royale to learn more blah 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 yeah so they're they're giving you a 40 percent payout uh of those things for if people play your things that you make in the fortnite editor like that's yeah it's crazy pretty cool yeah i i uh i want to download it at some point soon see see what it's all about i mean probably not learn anything and bounce off of it but <laughs> Well, and I remember their upgrade to um, their upgrade to Unreal Five and like the the uh, visual changes and and like the ray tracing and stuff that they apparently implemented are really crazy in that game. Uh, from what, yeah. what they had showed, it, so the I, visual I overhaul out, is incredible. Yeah, that might be worth kind of checking out too. So, very cool. Yep, lots to look forward to in the world of video games, despite things like E3 being clipped at the heels, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, if you'd like to see all the places that you can listen to the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows on the network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month. One dollar. One dollar a month. Why can't you say one dollar? I don't know, man. It's because it's 930 at night and I had a long weekend and didn't sleep well. Fair enough. <sighs> There's the yawn. <laughs> you can help keep our shows alive and well for as little as one dollar a month. Maybe I just need to change the phrasing. That works better. Check it there out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JCK, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is to get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early, or just don't, and they show up in the feed on the off weeks. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. I don't know what else is coming out in the next two weeks. Um, There's a Tron game out next week. And you would know that. So Tron Identity is coming uh, from Bithel Games on, on Windows and uh, Switch, it appears. Um and it's a it's a it's a visual graphic novel thing with puzzles, and I'm totally down for it. Please cool. shoot it into my veins. I should probably take the week off of work and play it 75 times. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, so it's like a three hour game. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Good. We need more of those. Yeah, yeah really. No, these 90 hour games. Yeah, give, uh, give me I'm some excited. short ones. I'm excited that uh, Disney is letting anybody do anything with the Tron franchise. I- so. Uh, I downloaded that Wolong Last Dynasty. Is that what it's called? Wolong yeah. Fallen Dynasty, I think. Fallen Dynasty, yes. Um, but I didn't start playing it because I heard so many people were having issues with the PC port. Mm. 
um, that have Bummer. maybe been resolved at this point. I don't know, but it's there. It's waiting. It's newish still. That is the uh, that is the Souls like game from the Neo makers. Uh, yes, but is you know more uh, if Neo was kind of like Dark Soulsy, Wolong I think is meant to be a little more uh, Sekiro ish. Is my understanding, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious of your thoughts, Brian. If you do end up checking it out, but. I should not be buying any new games, but I have also had this uh, Big Ambitions game that was just released on the 10th in of March in Early Access uh, has been brought to my attention, and that looks really cool. It's like a sandbox business game, hmm. but like it looks very sandboxy. It's very open-ended. Interesting. So much so to where I guess you start with basically nothing and you can sleep on a park bench while you're making money for your business and <laughs> drive around town and whatnot. Can you play it in this, VR? You should just call it capitalism, the video game. Yeah, <laughs> right. well, I figure this might be more satisfying to me than the actual real world job search I'm having right now. So You can... You can <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That it might be, be twenty two dollars well spent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to let us know if you do. If Brian checks it out, he will talk about it here on the next episode of the Midwest Gamers Podcast. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to chew your gum. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>